0: Inside the game, brought to you by Raider Media. Right, picture the scene. We are in the middle of a bivouac in the middle of somewhere in Peru. Well, in fact, we are in uh, Pisco. It is stage one done and dusted of the Dakar Rally 2019. With me as always, Baldu van der and the man who's just joined us, a very happy man in team principal of Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa, Glyn Hall.
1: Uh, Glyn, welcome. uh, You smiling from ear to ear and rightly so. Well, yes, thanks Derek. And uh, we had a really good day and uh, we did have a strategy for today. The drivers uh, adhered to that strategy, a difficult one. So we wanted one guy to push and the other two guys to be uh, reasonably fast. The target was fifth or sixth place and we got a sixth and an eighth and uh, the time difference was very small. So perfect so far. Uh, Voldia, I'll get you a chance to to say your hellos, but uh, yeah, from your side, uh,
0: you've been carrying this a couple of times. Uh, I saw in your official press release a solid start for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa. It was a good one.
2: Yeah, good afternoon. It, it was a good one, but you know the big thing, Derek, for me and I guess the whole team is that you never know exactly where you are until the flag drops for stage one, and and you can plan and you can think and you can you can strategize all you like, but. Until that flag drops, you just don't know, and, and now after stage one, it, it's a massive relief for us and obviously for the team as well. Well, I wouldn't say we know exactly where we are, but uh, certainly for uh, stage two tomorrow, is a big
1: stage, 340 k's. There's 40 kilometers, I hear, of uh, extremely high dunes, and then very th- fast sandy tracks uh, leading into some dust bowls, fesh-fesh, the whole really, uh, you know, a Peru cocktail, shall we say. A case of deja vu, because we're almost in the same position that we were in
0: last year, also in Peru, also in Pisco. Stage one done, and we had Nasser leading the way after that first stage, but it also means that he's going to lead the way tomorrow,
1: opening up the road. We're a bit cleverer than last year. Experience and wisdom are wonderful things. So, yeah, we really did know that. We know what we're in for. Matthew is, uh, is relaxed He's um, feeling, you know, really good and strong, so he knows what he has to do. And I think the stage three performance last year, when they um, when they won the stage by a massive margin and really effectively had to open the road in the way because there was very few tracks, uh, I think there's a lot more confidence and understanding this year. So, And uh, to be honest, the car is much better and the new tyre
2: we've got, BF Goodrich is working really well. Yeah there was actually a question that I had for you Glenn, the, uh, what, what's changing the tyre as far as I understand it's, it's allowing us to run at lower pressures? Uh, well I wouldn't like to divulge that information because that's a <laughs> uh, really
1: technical detail but shall we say that its sand performance is uh, a lot better and uh, we've got no fear of the tyres coming off the rim regardless of what pressure uh, we run the BF Goodridge did a good job there importantly you
0: mentioned Mathieu's health how he's feeling and we just go back a year because that became an issue in stage two and not necessarily so much a a problem from his side Uh, of course there's some dodgy food around but yeah if your navigators and your drivers are fit
1: and firing it's all the more better well we've got a great doctor advising the team and uh, last year we had some special medicine in the car But Matthew was normally never ill and he really didn't understand how powerful it was. So once he'd taken it uh, for stage three, you know, today, do you want these, Matthew? Oh, yes. (laughs) And you see his shoulders drop and an air of uh, confidence. So that stuff really works well and also gives the drivers and uh, co-drivers an air of confidence knowing
2: that there is a solution to a problem. We've spoken obviously about Nasser a little bit, leading the way and having to lead the way tomorrow, but what about the other two guys, Janil and and Bernard really came through today, um, like you said, sticking to the strategy and delivering what they needed to.
1: Yeah, Janil's target was fifth or sixth, two or three minutes behind the leader. Look what we've got, sixth position, two minutes forty behind Nasser, and uh, Bernard is uh, I think 2.55 or something, you know, a few seconds behind. But more than that, uh, we've got Stefan just behind uh, Janil, so he'll start three minutes behind. And Yazid with Timo, who's a really great co-driver, three
2: minutes ahead. I'd say he's in the perfect position. Yeah, I think um, having spoken to Janil before, he said middle of the pack would make him extremely happy, so he must be a happy boy. And then Bernard obviously started a little bit further down the order today because of uh, his results at uh, Dakar 2018, but, but in a good position himself. I think both of
1: those positions are great and uh, I had a discussion with Janil now just before he put his head down he's really charging his batteries for the next few days the uh, the organization is really throwing it at us you know leave uh, leave the beds tomorrow morning at half past four that's leaving the bed not getting up so it'll be four o'clock get up and uh, Janil knows what he's got to do tomorrow he's he's really got to maximize what he's got Do you know, have the guys had a look at uh, the roadbooks for tomorrow as to what they can expect? Well, we're just an hour into the roadbook, so they've got all of that looking at it. And uh, we got a fair idea. Uh, It's a mixture. Tomorrow's stage is a mixture of last year's stage two and stage three together because we aim down the coast in one go. So it's a fair old pull tomorrow. We've got three forty 40Ks of stage and 200Ks of open section. So big day. An open section though without
0: a trippy, which is great for us, uh, especially those uh, following the race.
1: Uh, Nice to
0: not have that along.
1: Well, you haven't got Big Brother watching you every inch of the way, but he's on the side of the road with radar guns as we saw today, so uh, you mustn't speed Derek, you must
2: keep under control. Voldo, for the uninitiated, uh, if you just explain what exactly a trippy is. Well the the trippy is essentially an electronic policeman. It's a GPS based system that records everything that you do speed wise but it also knows where you're supposed to be doing what speed and if it catches you going over the speed limit you get a red dot on your trippy which is dreaded by everyone and if you uh, continue doing that uh, they'll uh, give you a fine when you drive into the bivouac and if you keep getting fined they could actually even penalize the team. Luckily that was in the old days, these days or on this particular Dakar that's no longer the case. Yeah, so it's
0: uh, smiles uh, all round that, that that's gone, but as you mentioned, Glenn, it's important that we don't speed anyway. But it, it is an important part of the Dakar because you look at the special stages, two to 300 k's, but then you look at the liaison part of it, and uh, and that, that, that's almost the same length. So the guys really need to toe the line in terms of sticking to the speed before they head
1: to that special stage, and it's uh, flat foot. Oh yeah, absolutely. The, look, the race cars are still policed by the onboard GPS system, so they cannot speed at all and just going back to what Voldo said if they collect money from you it goes to charity so they're very quick to collect it uh, there's, there's no favors given here so uh, they come around and we're c- collecting for charity and you pay and that's it and it's not cheap 500 euros ago.
0: Now, it goes without saying that you're happy given the result, but you're also in your element I mean you, we've been around you for the last couple of days but it's been during shakedown back in Lima now we're in a bivouac at the Dakar Rally 2019. It's really begun.
1: It has. Um, As I say, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I actually had some butterflies this morning. I don't know why. I think the car has been so good in testing. Um, You know, I also had to have the proof to believe uh, what the drivers are saying. But today the reports were the same, so that's great. We'll see tomorrow what happens, and uh, the other thing is, I think the team just looks incredible. All three Gazoo racing cars, South Africa, the three trucks, all
2: looking the same. We've never looked better as a team. Uh, Yeah, Glenn, obviously the one thing that's always uh, part of a race is that there's other people taking part, and other people also want to win. Um, I know it's early days. Your impression so far of the competition? Well, I mean... uh I really can't say, but you cannot underestimate
1: Stefan Peter Hansel ever. Carlos won last year by taking a selected pace like he did today. And Cyril Dupre is really growing each year. We saw his speeds before he had a problem last year. And then you've got Sebastian Loeb in the Pro- Peugeot. And uh, he just went and won Rally Spain out of the blue a couple of months ago. So, yeah, there's plenty of, uh, to get on with. Yazid. Nanny Roma, Pragonsky the world champion all in four-wheel drive minis, there's plenty of competition. It's interesting that you mentioned the selected
0: speed from Carlos Sainz because I was speaking to a media guy a little earlier straight after Sainz came in and obviously Nasser came in and, and Nasser was right in his tail at that finish and he told me that Carlos wasn't a very happy man as how
1: quickly Nasser caught up to him. I, I get the feeling that was the case because um, Nasser caught him after 30 k's, had him in his view, he went up to him and then suddenly Carlos increased the pace and then a few kilometers before the stage Nasser thought let's have a go and uh, he he caught him and crossed the line side by side as as I think it was in 2010 which really upset Carlos so I think there was a bit of strategy headgear there but uh, yeah Nasser was
2: was, was very impressive well that smile's just got
1: a whole lot bigger as you're telling <laughs> that story and you're nodding
2: uh, succinctly
0: there baldi yeah you,
2: you know we want to be careful at this point we don't want to count on anything until it all hatches and so on but the signs are positive and the team is positive and I think at this point all we need to do is run our own race as, as well as we can
1: yeah, I haven't even walked around the bivouac, I, I've just been focused on our cars, the guys are flat out servicing, and believe me, it's pretty hot out here, but you guys know that. But uh, for the listeners out there, it is feels like about 95 humidity, and it was 30-odd in the shade today. Yeah, just to extend on that, not to take anything away from last
0: year's performance, but there is a definite mood within the camp from the drivers, from the navigators, from the team principal, from the media guys, from the crew, the mechanics. It, There's a spirit about the place that is a lot more positive than I've seen in the past. And in the past it's been positive, but uh, again, touch wood, 2019 could be a a very special year for Toyota Gazoo Racing South Africa.
1: Yeah, let's see.
0: Tomorrow, we'll talk again tomorrow. Glenn Hall, thanks so much. Uh, We're excited for what Stage 2 has in store. Voldu, what do you expect? We know Glenn's thoughts. uh, Covering this race in Peru last year, it's uh, very similar to what we've seen.
2: Stage two? What I expect is difficult to say, but what I'd like to see is obviously uh, our cars doing well. Um, I would be surprised if, if NASA doesn't really bring it home tomorrow. I mean, the Dionzo is Ari's playground. Obviously, opening the road is going to be tough for him, but if he can put in a good performance tomorrow, then I think it changes the game completely. Uh, for sure. If
1: NASA can win tomorrow, I think that would really upset uh, a lot of top competitors around this bivouac. Oh,
0: well, we'll wait and see. The excitement does await. It is stage two as we head over to San Juan de Marcona for the 2019 Dakar Rally. We'll catch you then. Thanks for listening to Inside the Game.
2: Brought to you by Raider Media.